1: and as we seek to point Christ to those who are lost and struggling. I'm Richard Mendelow, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelow.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: If you have been watching uh, the news or reading online stories, you may have come across this whole Bud Light debacle. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure if it's amusing or sad or more amusing than sad or more sad than amusing, but apparently Bud Light the storied Anheuser-Busch product has decided to partner with a social media influencer who is a transgender person, and celebrating that transgender person's one year of being a woman was very important to Bud Light, and they apparently put the person's picture on a can. Mm. And if you've been following it, there's been a tremendous backlash against uh, Bud Light. I don't know if you'd go so far as to say Anheuser-Busch, but a lot of loyal uh, beer drinkers are no longer wanting to be associated with that. And to me, as I look at this debacle, I sense that pressure from a perverse and politicized world caused this long standing American brand, Clydesdale, Super Bowl commercials, all of that stuff, to forget its vision, its purpose, its values, its strengths, and the values of its customers.
2: Yeah, sounds like it.
1: So uh, in my opinion, what happened is actually common today, where corporations and schools and sports teams – Forget who and what they are, what they do, what their purpose is, and who they play to. And I think the same thing has happened to our nation as a whole Mm. in many ways. And now here's what I think is so important about this, and here's why I bring it up. I think that can happen to us as individuals.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Specifically, one word I think covers it, and that word is misalignment. What happened with Anheuser-Busch is they became misaligned with their vision, corporate vision, their, uh, their purpose, and their values. And now they're in a place of tremendous dissonance, which is uh, this backlash. And so what I'm talking about with uh, corporations and schools and sports teams and the nation and us as individuals is misalignment. Yeah, and then what you see in this misalignment is a lot of dissonance, and that dissonance is uh, manifests in a lot of different ways. So you have a
2: yeah, I think you have a vision, right? Um, Your your visions, uh, you get distracted from that vision. If you're if you're talking about being aligned, you're looking in a different direction. You get off course, exactly. And then you wonder. Then you're lost.
1: And then you're in the woods. Yeah. Asking social media influencers for directions.
2: Yeah. What's happened?
1: And I think that's a – look at the military nowadays. Yeah. The mission of the United States Marine Corps is to fight our country's battles. The mission of a United States Marine is to locate, close with, and destroy the enemy by fire and maneuver. Mm -hmm. And you've got all this social experimentation going on in the military where the biggest success that the Air Force could point to last year – is they have built this new special operations facility that can accommodate all genders and any genders, and
2: they've lost focus.
1: You're in misalignment. Yeah. It's you forgot what you do. You go and you fight the nation's battles. Yeah. And our foes aren't so easy that you can lose focus. And so here's why we're talking about this. Just like Anheuser Bush, misalignment can have very serious and lasting consequences in the short term. It can create dissonance in our lives. And this might be stressful to our sense of well-being, to our sense of purpose, to our relationships. And then in the long run, it can lead to financial hardships, trouble keeping a job, ruined relationships, and so much more. And I think we see so much of that in society today.
2: We see a lot of dissonance.
1: Dissonance. So you got all these people who are talking about the problems, and I call it admiring the problems. They're saying, this is the deal, this is the deal, this is the deal. But not a lot of people are talking about what is behind all of that. And so my contention, our contention together, is what's behind it is misalignment, a nation that's turned away from God, and now anything is possible. Uh, In Anheuser-Busch's instance, they turn away from producing beer for Americans who watch football and even football's not what it used to be right so what's behind all of this is misalignment and to better understand the nuts and bolts of misalignment and to help foster thinking feeling and behavior which creates alignment today we're beginning a boot camp series and our hope with this series is to help you to better understand your unique vision for your life your personal values your god-given strengths and passions and ultimately, your purpose according to God's plan. And we're very excited about this, and I know it sounds like a lot, but we're going to tackle this over the next few weeks as we present this boot camp program to you. From personal experience, I can say that to live in alignment with God's plans will give you such strength and such focus and feelings of calm that you may not have thought were possible.
2: Yeah.
1: Is that exciting?
2: It's very exciting. And I know when we've we've worked with people on what we're going to be talking about today, they have expressed that exact thing. I didn't realize that I was so out of alignment once they came into alignment. They were like, I just knew something wasn't right.
1: That's amazing. I didn't know I was in pain until I felt calm. And that made yeah. me realize what I thought was a normal natural state was, in fact, a place of dissonance or turmoil or frustration. Uh, and friends, I don't say it with judgment. I lived in that place for a long time. And on a daily basis, if we're not intentional, we can find our way back to that place very easily. This is a difficult world. And
2: so it's really exciting because if people can hear this and they haven't known this, then think of how many people please God we can help come into that alignment and have more peace and, and uh And then they're
1: helping people. So that's what we're going to talk about today and for the next few weeks. And before we begin officially, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your meticulous devotion and faithfulness. We thank you for all of our listeners, each with such potential for important service in your kingdom. We know that wherever we have been and whatever we have done, in your Son, we are made new. Help us, Lord, to live as new creations in abundant, intentional, and authentic life, which glorifies you and fulfills your purpose. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about how Boot Camp came into being because you were really the lead on it.
2: Yeah, so, um, well, quite honestly, it's it's me putting together the steps uh, I was guided through through coaching um, through a coach, but I also thank God I, I, um, to move me from point a to point b and I didn't really realize what was going on in that time but now looking back when I was trying to explain my transformation, boot camp was born, and so what? I did. I, and, and actually, I had a client and I was trying to explain this to her. And she said, I don't really understand why you're having me do my values and looking at my strengths and my passions. And so to try to help her do this, and this was during COVID time, in my home office. With my whiteboard, and I think you've told the listeners before that you can give me a blank whiteboard and I can fill it up in 2.5 seconds. Yeah, one of those dry
1: erase <laughs> marker boards, Christy. She likes to draw like word pictures, lots of arrows, lots of squiggly stuff, and she can make sense of it. I myself cannot, <laughs> but a lot of good stuff comes out of it. Well, and
2: I'm holding the picture of it here, in fact, and and I know people on the air can't uh, see, uh, see it, but... Um, I'm holding it, so you
1: can invest yeah. here. In all things, in all change, she wants to stay true to the original concept and idea and organization, which, it's very good, friends. And with all I've experienced in the Marine Corps and of life, and all the time I stare out the windshield and think about things, and, and it was eye-opening to me as well, especially when we then took Christie's real estate background and her coaching background, and we added the military perspective and Scripture, and then it took on a life of its own where it just becomes so empowering to think along these lines.
2: Well, I think the thing you, you want to think about is a gap. We were talking about before the dissonance people have. They, they think somewhere in their world, in their mind, in their hearts, I want to feel better, but they feel this way. Uh, right now. And so if I want to get from point A to point B, whatever that may be. But the key, when I started putting this down on on paper, so to speak, and diagramming it, I, I put, okay, where am I right now? And where am I meant to be? And a lot of people would say, where do I want to be? Well, there's a little bit of a nuance there. Uh, and that nuance is where God comes in. Where does God want us to be, and so it's kind of starting with the end in mind. Where do I want to be at the end of this life, or at the end of whatever's going on right now? Um, but more so, where does God want me to be? Well, okay, that may be where I am. I want to be, but I have to know in order to get there. I have to know where I'm starting from. And so the questions, and and just kind of the genesis of this is where am I at? Where am I today? Where am I meant to be? Where does, what, where does God want me to be? And the rest we'll tell you about.
1: Comes from there. So friends, Boot Camp's about intentional decision-making by Christian warriors to usher in and sustain godly change in their lives, and then to influence godly change in the lives of people around them. Boot Camp is designed to be transformational, just like Marine Corps Boot Camp. And we're going to talk about that when we come back, because there's a big difference between going along and actually having a plan that will take you where you are meant to go. Stay with us.
2: Hello, everyone. This is Christy Mendelow. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of this show, And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to be more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support.
1: Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and Christy and I are introducing our boot camp program, which we're going to try and give you a wave top perspective on a course that we have designed and uh, presented a couple times and. It's been very well received. Yeah. And we spoke a little bit in the first segment about alignment and misalignment. So we talked about Anheuser-Busch and how Bud Light decided it was going to partner with a noted transgender social influencer, whatever that is. (laughs) And uh, there's been a big backlash about it. And then we were talking about how corporations and sports teams and Uh, I'm thinking about the NFL and people kneeling for the American flag beneath which they are so blessed. And in a lot of these different ways, and then ultimately, personally, how we can find ourselves in a place of misalignment. And what I'm thinking about when I say that is I'm picturing God breathing into me life and uh, truth and nurturing that through the Word and through the people He puts in my path— And then I act in the world in accordance with that. And then there's alignment, and I feel such power and strength and peace and patience. You think of the fruits of the spirits from Galatians chapter five love, joy, peace, forbearance, and so forth. And so we're talking about that, introducing it. And we were getting to a place in the first segment where we uh, looked a little bit at vision. And the way, uh, when Christy was speaking, what came to me was, it's like you're talking to a monster truck, and you're talking to a Ferrari. You're hmm. going to love this. Okay. Right? <laughs> and the monster truck doesn't think it's very good at driving on the road. Okay. And the Ferrari doesn't think it's very good at driving off the road.
2: It's interesting that you know what the trucks think. Right.
1: <laughs> I watch that, you know. And... You're trying to explain to the Ferrari that you're meant to drive on the road at high speed. Yeah. And you're trying to explain to the monster truck that when its builder built it, they built it with these giant tires and shock absorbers and all of this stuff, ground clearance that would allow it to go off-road. And so the Ferrari off-road and the monster truck on-road, they experience a lot of dissonance and pain and frustration. Things aren't easy. And it's just because... They're in misalignment, and they're in misalignment with their Creator who built them to be a certain kind of vehicle. And now the Ferrari's engine is overheating because it can only go two miles an hour, and you're getting the point, right?
2: Yeah, well, it's sounding to me like, I mean, we're built for a purpose.
1: We're built for a purpose. Scripture says, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it too well, and our souls know what's right. that Ferrari knows that it's meant to be on the road doing a hundred miles an hour, and that truck knows, and when it's not doing that, it experiences dissonance and overheating, and it's too bumpy and If you can just get that Ferrari onto the road, and how do you get it on the road? You ask it to consider what its creator had in mind for it when it was made, yeah, and so. God, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He had something in mind for each of us. And what happens? We turn our back on God. We get distracted. We watch YouTube or some other source of nonsense, Netflix.
2: Or maybe we don't even know about God.
1: Somehow or other, or maybe we don't know. But either way, we're now in this place where we're not meant to be and everything feels bad to us. And all we have to do is ask the creator, what did you intend for me? And then when that creator says, I'll I'll give you my personal story. When that creator says, you don't speak too much. I intended you to have a radio show to talk about me. It's just that right now you don't have a radio show and you're talking a lot of nonsense about worldly things. But come on over here and talk to people about the love I have for them. And then things will feel right with you does that make sense
2: yeah it makes a lot of sense i i think um we were talking about it in the second first segment is that people lose their focus or they're lost and they don't really know why and, and so we might hear well you need to find your purpose but if you don't have guidance as to how to do that and that's really what this course is about is to show you uh, aligned with the word, godly principles, how to move forward towards that place where you are meant to be, and ultimately find your purpose.
1: Absolutely, because if you're lost in the woods, the worst thing you can do is ask other lost people for exactly. directions. Yeah. And so what we're saying is go right to the source. I don't want to say the horse's mouth because that seems a little disrespectful. <laughs> but go to the source. And so I think what we're saying here is this. If we're in a place that is not suited to us, the monster truck on the, on the highway or the Ferrari in the woods, we need to generate change. But that begs the question, what kind of change? Because all change is not good. Uh, we've seen a great nation change a lot over the last 60 years, and it's not been good. So how do we make sure that the change is good? Well, we ask directions carefully of a trustworthy source. May as well ask the maker.
2: Well, the Creator. Speaking of that, I think it's, um, I mean, just God's amazing timing that we're here we are stepping into, planned a couple months ago to step into now, this boot camp series and over the next six weeks. And lo and behold, in our sermon this week at church, uh, much of what we we're talking about was covered in Ecclesiastes and talking about looking at the end of life in order to know how to live out your days now to achieve the end that you want, but better yet, what He wants for us.
1: Yeah, I remember, friends, Pastor Alec Brunson was on the show a couple weeks ago, and it was a brilliant sermon that he gave this weekend. And people don't want to talk about death, and we don't want to talk about anything sad like that, but his contention was, what do you want written on your tombstone? If you want written on your tombstone that you were a good son and a believer in Christ and a good father and a good husband, then you got to wake up tomorrow with a plan to be a good son and a good father and a good husband.
2: Yeah, because if you keep doing the same thing over and over, you know that definition, you're going to get the same thing, right? And that's living a bit of a crazy life.
1: Amen. So we're talking about generating change. We're talking about change that will lead us more to where we are authentically meant to be by God in our uniqueness and all of our amazing talents, and it leads to this question, and we're going to spend a lot of time with this question over the next few weeks. Implicitly, what we're saying is, what do you want more? Because you can have comfort. And the dissonance that goes with being in misalignment, but it's what you know, so it's what you keep doing. Or you can say, I want more to be centered in God's will. I want more to be the man he wants me to be. And then when you've said, I want more, you now are going to embrace the the pain of change, the friction of change. Uh, the The difficulty, and what comes to me is the gym. If yeah. you want muscles you got to go in the gym and it 's going to be hard work, but you decided that you wanted muscles more than you wanted to sit on the sofa
2: well, speaking of the gym and kind of that weight loss being healthy, healthy, and fitness that 's kind of where I came up with that What do you want more I know, and a lot of times people say, "Well, what do you want most well there 's a distinction here, and I think it 's an important distinction is that it 's What do I want more in this situation? Most, when you say, what do I want most? Well, I want a lot of things most. But in this, forces a choice. Do I, what do I really want here? Do I, do I want to be in better shape? Do I want to sit on the couch and eat ice cream, right? It's a little more
1: shaded when you say more. And it's a little more realistic because life's a little harder and sometimes it's confusing. Most is easy.
2: It forces a choice. What do I want more in this instance?
1: Yeah. I like it. Okay, so that's the question we're going to ponder, and then we're going to talk a lot about your vision, because there's two parts to vision. Number one is where you think you want to go, what you think you want. And number two, what do you think God wants? What's your vision for you, and what's God's vision for you? That was a little hard to say. Because when you can merge those two things, now you come to a real place of power and profound peace. And so as you think about your vision, this gets very difficult because your perspective on your vision is affected by the world and things around you. And we just said, maybe we're off track. So I've got to be very careful now. I've got to spend a lot of time asking God, what is his vision for me? Because we're getting into an area. So Christy said, where are you now and where do you want to be? And the distance between those two things is called the gap. That's what we call it. There's a gap. And in that gap, there's pain. But now what we're asking is for you to say, what's my vision? And then I'm going to say, well, be very careful because the lenses that you're looking at things with could be a little bit cloudy. And we've talked about this a lot over the last few weeks. right?
2: Yeah, I think that's the important thing to talk about is where am I meant to be and looking towards God first and then doing what we're going to walk you through as to how to um, explore, discover, come up with. Uh, Maybe you don't even know where you're meant to be. So we're going to walk through some exercises during this time. Uh, at, at least sharing a few things uh, with the listeners about how they could begin to better understand maybe even where they want to be or meant, be meant, meant to be. I, I think one of the things that you you can really know when you are in alignment, uh, and this may be dating me, but if anybody knows kind of the, the Get Smart show. I, I, I don't think I'm making this Agent up. Agent 86? Yeah, I thought I was 99.
1: <laughs> was 99 the girl? I don't know. Mike, you should know. Come on. Okay, <laughs> no, 99 was the lady.
2: But if if I'm remembering correctly, it's like the doors just opened wide up, and so he went through the path, and it was just very easy. When it's not easy, the doors keep closing.
1: Okay, so that's that place that we're talking about where, you know, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Right, And I think a lot of us are weary, and a lot of us want very much to have rest. And when we yoke ourselves to Him, there's such power, along with the calm fruit of the Spirit. Stay with us, friends. We'll be back shortly.
2: They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mindelo, Richards Wingman here. On Courageous Christianity, you've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life.
1: Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelo has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She is the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. Christy and I are talking about our Boot Camp series, which we're going to go through uh, over the next month, uh, maybe six weeks. And the point of this is to help us find alignment, and so that in all things we're coming from a place of being aligned with God and His plans for us, and we're getting closer and closer to that, because when we're in that place of alignment, it's a place of power and strength. And we talked a little bit about how Anheuser-Busch has decided to get out of alignment in its efforts to please the world, and it's had a significant backlash, because— Is it a beer company, or is it a social media company, or is it a uh, pop culture company? No, it's a beer company. And we talked about all the different ways we can get out of alignment. For example, in our own lives, we are spiritual beings. We are made for works of service in the Church of Christ, the community of Christ, And when we are not in that place, for example, let's say we're listening to the wrong voices in our lives, let's say we're in a very entitled, uh, self-reliant, self-righteous place where we're not seeking the righteousness of God, and then it's all about the world and what the world thinks of us. And one pivot to where we just decide we're going to serve. So I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, After one of my deployments to Afghanistan, I came home and I was pretty twisted up, and I don't even think I was in a place of prayer. I was actually in a place of struggle, and I may have even been turned away from God. And he said to me in such kindness and patience, he said in plain words, one night I was by myself, and he said, concern yourself with the needs of others, and your needs will be met. And it was there where I turned and started focusing outwards, and my problems seemed smaller, and I was more aligned, and I was back in my Bible, and so forth. But as we try to identify the vision for our lives and what God has planned for us, like the Ferrari trying to get on the tar, it can be a little hard, and so we have to ask ourselves, what do we want more? Yeah. And Christy is a trained coach, and she's going to help us over the next few weeks with that. Because between our vision and uh, where we are and where we want to go, there's a gap. And uh, that gap can be a place of pain and dissonance, or it can be a place of possibility. And so we're busy saying that we should ask God what it is, and some Scripture comes to mind. Um, Think about this. The Creator of the universe said, uh, "'Come, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow.'" Mm. So he was planning for us to be made righteous. And then he says uh, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And so friends, that's what he wants for you. And Jesus came and that made us righteous and it made our sins as white as snow, and that was the new covenant in which we now live in the full uh, possibility of that abundant life. And if you're hearing excitement in my voice, it's because I am excited. That's where we live. And now it's just about setting our eyes on a vision. Yeah. So how do we get clear on who we are, where we're meant to be, and get closer to that vision?
2: Well, where I start is with values, and there's a lot of different places you could start, and there you can spend time in this exploration. It's, it's quite fun, honestly, at least I think so, when you're exploring and pondering what's important to you, but I start with an exercise, a values exercise, and the reason that I start with a values exercise is... Uh, over the course of time, working with values, teaching about values, coaching about values, people will come to me with some sort of crisis. They're in that place where they want to close close the gap, right? And they don't know where to begin. And so we start with values. And uh, I have them do an exercise. They kind of look at all these words that might mean something to them. And then they, they um, uh, drill them down to 10 of them that really... And the, the dis- distinguishing um, piece in this values work is where they look at the word and when it was kind of true for them when they were young, maybe eight years old, and still is true for them today. So, for example, love, honesty, service. And they, they realize, okay, well, um, being honest has always been something that... Um, I'm a terrible liar, right? And I was a terrible liar when I was eight. It's like you're asking
1: the Ferrari what is most important to it. And it says, I I love to go fast.
2: Yeah. So let's take the Ferrari, you know, and we're just going to personify it here. Uh, Speed may be a a value. Um, uh, Shininess might be a value. And so these were things that when it was born, when it was young, those were, were important And today, they're still important. And so then we go through an exploration, a values exploration session, where I ask the question, uh, what does it mean to you? Because it it lands on different ears differently, right? What is that? So Ferrari, what does speed mean to you? And it would tell us uh, going fast, 100 miles an hour, or maybe more. I don't drive a Ferrari, so I don't know. Yep,
1: I'd like to just uh, interject when... Christy helped me learn my values. So here I am. I was 50-something years old. And I don't want you at any age to think I'm too old to do this work, and so I'm going to drive around in the woods as a Ferrari for the next 10, 15 years. Here I am. I was in my 50s. Christy and I did this work, and it came out that my top values are honesty, fairness, and justice. And I told her the story about how sometimes somebody would behave in a way and I would really get upset about it. And then I would feel bad that I was upset about it. And she just said to me, no, obviously you feel upset about it. That's one of your values. And that's when I got to know myself a little more and I got to understand I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not an impatient jerk. I'm just a guy for whom justice is very important and this was a very unjust situation.
2: Well, and that's why we go through the other questions I ask in this session are so first, what does it mean to you? Second, what happens when you have it? So that justice. How do you feel when justice is at work in your life?
1: Peaceful and right. Peaceful
2: and right, right? And then how do you how do you feel when it's not?
1: Like everything is bad.
2: Okay. So and so then we begin to go through all those 10 values and what people kind of begin to have is that aha moment wait a second when I'm when I have those values at play in my life the ones that are important to me those top 10 then everything is peaceful and just and right as you just said and when I don't it's like life is wrong something's wrong and they didn't understand that and one of the folks that took one of the courses that we did when we were piloting this in person said I'd didn't realize why i felt trampled on all the time and it was because her values were different than someone else's
1: yeah what i'm thinking to beat this metaphor to death <laughs> it's like that ferrari feeling like it's a bad car because it doesn't like driving around in the woods And then eventually somebody says, well, where do you like driving? And it says, I love driving fast on the road. And so that's the gap. The gap is the Ferraris in the woods. And it's not wrong. Right. Keep in mind, there's that truck that's meant for the woods. And so, friends, I think we spend a lot of time in uh, upset or dissonance or self-loathing, even frustration. I'm a bad this. I'm a jerk. I'm impatient. When the truth of the matter is we're just not in touch with our values, well, and one
2: key thing with that is when you don't know your values, whose values are you living by? And that yeah. usually stops people in their tracks.
1: And that is a beautiful lead into this something that I said at a symposium in 2019 in Washington, D.C. We had a bunch of senior Marine Corps leaders come to a working group to talk about culture. And... Uh, We talked a lot about mental models, because mental models are uh, a framework. They create the lens through which we look at events. And I said this uh, about mental models. I said, we all contend with pervasive mental models. They act as the lenses through which we perceive the world, interpret individual events, and develop our reactions. If we do not deliberately acknowledge the power of our prevailing mental models to shape our behavior, to lift us up in achieving new heights, and sometimes to limit us in discerning reality, they will act in the background with unpredictable influence. And so as we develop our vision and as we think about our values, we got to be careful because we got to remember we've been lied to for so long about so many things— There's almost no trustworthy source except the Bible. And that's why you end up going and saying, Hey, the maker of the universe who made me has a plan for me. Big shock. I'm going to ask him what that plan is and why did he make me as he did. And Christy is saying that by exploring values. And then next we'll get to strengths. What are you good at? What makes the time go by? Where are you happiest? Then all of a sudden, it's like asking that Ferrari, when are you best? And it says, when I'm 100 miles an hour down the freeway on some nice curves, maybe, then I feel like being my best car.
2: Well, we're operating in our strengths, not our weaknesses. And also what uh, kind of rounds out the whole discovery process here, getting to know yourself and kind of learning where you're meant to be, in addition to God's Word, is you're looking at your passions and you're also looking at your spiritual gifts and talents.
1: Do you find people don't want to do that looking, is that looking a little bit scary some of the time?
2: I think sometimes it can be, but that's why having a guide to do this with you so you're not alone. And a lot of people don't do things uh, because they don't know how to. So that's where somebody who is um, experienced in this area uh, is a good person to walk the path with you.
1: All right, friends, you heard it. And Christy developed this course, and we spent a lot of time working on it together, and that's what we're going to do with you over the next few weeks. Stay tuned. We'll be in the fourth segment, wrapping it up shortly.
2: Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu, whether you were training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaita. Huntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ.
1: Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are in the first show of our boot camp series talking about creating alignment in our lives, a straight line from God down through us, and then flowing out of us onto the world around us. And I've always thought of Psalm 23 when it says, My cup runneth over That's not just saying that I'm so blessed. What it's saying is I'm blessed, and because I manage those blessings responsibly and well, it flows onto the world around me that they may be blessed by me and ultimately by God. And so we're talking about how to find that place of alignment in your life, and we talked about better understanding your values and your strengths and uh, not listening to the world because the world will tell you what's beneficial to the world. And if you think about it, uh, the world doesn't want you to feel like a hero. The world doesn't want you to feel like you can change things and make things better and draw more near to God and draw other people to God. The world wants you to be a zombie, a slave to the things of the world and uh, the lies of the world. And so you have to have a vision of yourself. And we probably beat this to death, but this I'm picturing this red Ferrari like from Magnum PI, and it's feeling bad about itself in the woods, and we're having a conversation with it now. And I say to that Ferrari, what is your vision for your life? What do you think your maker intended you for? And the Ferrari says, I see myself on a coast road going up Highway 101, 80 miles an hour through these twisting turns, all uh, powerful and balanced and happy. And that's what we're basically saying. Each one of us has, um, God has a plan for us. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And this is a loving God who started by saying, I'm going to make you right, I'm going to clean you up, and I've got plans for you. And then he sent his son. And now it's all about tomorrow. It's not about being focused over your shoulder thinking, I've spent so much time in the woods, I may as well stay here. And we're asking, what do you want more? Do you want to stay in the woods and uh, be a Ferrari in the woods on a gravel road or a bumpy road or in the mud? Or do you want to be on that coast road with with the wind in your hair, and I don't know if that makes sense because the car doesn't have hair. Well, and you neither need to put I. a person
2: in, and I'd be happy to be that person. Okay, you, so, you you're <laughs> it. and I love California and the, and the coast there. But one thing that I'm thinking about with regards to um, the purpose God has for us, and you mentioned something earlier about being listening to the world. Well, when we're trying to formulate our plans, a lot of the world's going to perhaps laugh at us when we say, "Well, God guided me on this path." And I, I hearken back to the when we again piloted this class, and uh, this same person that I was talking about earlier that said, "Hey, I didn't realize that why I was feeling so bad is I feel like my values are being trampled on," but she um, took what the work that we did so much so that she posted uh, on her wall of her conference room how her business would be run with God at the center, and so I think back to the Ferrari and if if that ferrari is not um moving forward as god would have it and is afraid to get out there and say well this is this is this i'm fearfully and wonderfully made as god made me then it it really is still fighting against what everyone else is saying so i think it's it it can be applied to a person or corporation but it also gives you the courage to go out there and say this is the work i did I know this to be true, and, and this is how I'm going to live my life, according to Christ.
1: I like it. Authentic. Yeah. Intentional. Yeah. And then pursued day-to-day with discipline and accountability. And example, if you say, I want to get up at 6 every morning, make some coffee, and spend 15 minutes with my Bible, then that's a plan, and you need a plan if you're going to get anywhere. But now you need the discipline to make that plan happen. And so what's important is a warrior sees themselves as a warrior. And then with discipline and intention, they make that vision come true. And if we think about how God sees us and the talents he gave us, no football team needs 50 quarterbacks. No baseball team needs 50 pitchers, and we are made uniquely the body of Christ, each of us doing what we're meant to do. And if we're all looking to Jesus, then we're all synced up, and there's power, and there's mutual support, and there's accountability, as opposed to what we have now, where the inmates are running the asylum, and we're all kind of miserable, and nobody's in their their place of power. We're all on our back foot, nobody's leaning forward in faith with enthusiasm, and I think for the most part, a lot of us feel bad a lot of the time because of it.
2: Well, speaking of the accountability, one of the things that we do through this course and what we're going to be uh, kind of top-level looking at in this series is we, we help people ultimately get to something called a command philosophy. And that's right there on their wall, as I was talking about, the, the the person who put it on their wall in their conference room. But also, what uh, as a part of this plan, is we help people develop their map. So we're talking about driving on the road, right? You need a you need a map to get from point A to point B. What does that
1: stand for again? For uh, my
2: you? action plan. Because so you need an action plan. You need an action plan, and it's right there in front of you. It's a one-page document that has your values listed there, your mission according to Christ, your goals and your objectives that help you get to there, all guided by this philosophy that you write that helps keep you on track.
1: So I'm imagining a person out there who's in a place of struggle. You've been there for a while. And maybe there's uh, behavior uh, issues. Maybe it's job issues. You just can't seem to find your place of power and uh, peace and contribution, and you don't have that feeling of self-worth like, I am who i meant to be. Maybe you feel like I felt for a long time where you were just an annoying guy who talked too much. And what we're actually saying here is you're fearfully and wonderfully made. These struggles are indicative of you being in the wrong place. You're not where you're meant to be. And if you want to be where you're meant to be more then to stay where you are, then there is a lot that you can do to help yourself. Yeah. And we're going to go through that over the next couple of weeks where we've talked about values and strengths. And uh, it's not going to be just a lot of strategic level uh, feel-good stuff. We're going to have lots of actual uh, tactical where the rubber meets the road kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we will uh, offer this Program again. And so, if listeners want to be advised as to when they, uh, when we will offer it, they're more than welcome to write to us at Courageous Christianity at Gmail.com at any time, Courageous Christianity at Gmail.com. And uh, we'll keep your name and be in touch when this course is offered.
1: Okay, Courageous at Gmail.com. Please send us your contact info and we'll be happy to invite you to that. And that's the truth that we are happy to share and to be in our place of service. And that brings us to our moment of truth. As you know, in every show we have a moment of truth where we look at scriptures which inform our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge, that it's always relevant and it never fails. His Word is our place of power and it's our place of peace and it's where we can come to be who He intends us to be. And the moment of truth today comes from Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. And it says this, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that he may run who reads it. In this instance, Habakkuk is a three-chapter book of the Bible, and in chapter 1, Habakkuk complains about all these different things. Lord, I can't stand all this uh, violence and unrighteousness. When are you going to answer And God says, when I answer, you will not believe what I'm going to do. And then in his answers, he says, write this down, make a vision, make it plain, put it on tablets so that you can take it with you and run, not walk, but so he may run who reads it. At the beginning of the show, I talked about Anheuser-Busch's partnership with the transgender social media influencer and the negative impact it's had for that brand. There was something I didn't mention about it that I think is strange and sad. The transgender person, at the heart of the issue, has a large social media influence. That means he's got lots of people who follow him. How lost must they be to follow somebody who doesn't know if they're a man or a woman? It doesn't get more basic than that. And it's not with judgment that I say that, because... A lot of us are Ferraris who are running around in the woods. I'm probably more like an old broken truck that's on the freeway. Either way, it's positively heartbreaking that as many of us have no idea who we are or what's important to us or where we want to go with our lives as we do. We just drift along, working, buying stuff, making ungrounded choices, and wondering why we feel hopeless or sad or angry or lost. And I honestly believe I did that for decades. If you're listening to the show, you're a warrior. All warriors have one thing in common. They see themselves as a warrior and they pursue that vision with intentionality and discipline. Let me ask you, friends, what is your vision of yourself? Do you see yourself as God sees you? Do you see yourself as special and redeemed and filled with potential Or do you see yourself as the world sees you, a victim? I'm asking, choose to see yourself as God sees you and act on that, because that's courageous Christianity. So, friends, thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us for the boot camp series over the next few weeks and each and every week here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word, in Houston. We're also available at KKHT.com, on your favorite podcast app, or on CourageousChristianity.today, where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. If you'd like to be a part of the upcoming boot camp, please email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify.